Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a joy to share this time with you. Thank you for tuning in and listening uh, to us. Brent, how are you doing? Good, sir. You know, I'm doing really well. Uh, it's been a great <laughs> Monday and Tuesday so far. We got uh, some Mission Act work projects later this week. Yeah. Uh, so trying to make the most of the day. Yeah, so it's summertime, and it's and it's clear that it's summertime because we've had heat indices. Is that how you say that? Plural? I think that's right. Okay, cool. Uh, of like 109 this week, so it's definitely here. Um, but summertime has brought a lot of uh, really fun things. We just wrapped up Kids Club last week, and what a blessing that was. Um, but we kind of wanted to take some time to kind of just re-go over some of the 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 things that drive our church and what's uh, most important to us. And so we know these these four words, word, worship, service, and family. Those are part of who we are, part of our DNA. And so we kind of wanted to go through those things and just talk a little bit about some updates and just some things that we're, we're doing. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you kick us off? Where, where are we going first? Yeah, we'll look at it. We'll just work our way right through. And that's the goal of this time is that this would be uh, just a bit of an informative time, almost an extension of what we'd like to do uh, in the service. Of course, August, we'll have our, uh, our church family member meeting. That'll be a sweet time. We'll mm-hmm. hear a lot more about service opportunities and, and hopes for the future. We'll go over some of those things now. We think through what it means to be devoted to the Word. So these, these four elements is not all that discipleship is, but we, these are things that we would say, Disciples, learners, followers of Jesus Christ, uh, these are components that ought to be pivotal in our life. They ought to be priorities, not last thoughts, but these ought to be kind of markers of health. You know, if you were to uh, to really take a gauge on our life, these are <clears throat> these are healthy things to have in our life. And so when we think about being devoted to the Word, uh, you know, you think of groups, you think of being in a circle, you think about like we are right now face to face. It's being able to look somebody in the eye, uh, but under the authority of the Word, or resting on the authority of the Word, that we're trying to, to understand God's Word together, to apply God's Word together, uh, to walk out the faith together uh, around the Scriptures. And so our church has several different ways to be involved with groups. We have a lot of group opportunities going on right now as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the summer, we'll talk about more of that in a little bit. But we have our, our men's groups, we have our women's groups, and we have uh, at the heart of that are small groups. And, of course, Sunday school meets on, on Sunday morning. We have room for one adult class at this point, really, uh, with uh, uh, with uh, our chapel Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I want to speak about a little bit, too, is, uh, and I referenced it a, a few weeks ago in service, uh, but the elders believe that now is the time to be able to, uh, and we're thankful budget-wise, to be at a position, uh, well-positioned to be able to, uh, to add an extra staff member. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be able to give a, a particular attention to groups, uh, so again, word, uh, devoted to the word, and missions. Uh, these are two components that, uh, when we came, there was it was kind of an all-hands-on-deck mm-hmm. with our our staff team, or AHOD, A-Hod. for short. That's right. That is your new acronym. Acronym. I'm just going to keep driving the AHOD, all-hands-on-deck, <laughs> until it catches on. Uh, and uh, so why do we think this is the case is... Is we've really feel like that that we've taken uh, we've done the best that we can, uh, and as our church has grown and and health and and care and love and and some of those of course with people as well, uh, we we feel like it's really kind of pushed us to our boundaries of what we can do to a point that it's it's kind of it's stretching us and mm-hmm. and uh, these this is a pivotal component. Uh, you know, as your church grows larger, you got to grow smaller. You got to be mm-hmm. intentional. You can't just you know, being devoted to the word together in groups matters. 
Uh, and so as we kind of pair these two components together for uh, staff position, uh, it's somebody that will, and we'll talk about more about the missions component in a little bit when we get to service, but it's somebody that's going to continue to have a heart for uh, developing our people, developing leaders, presenting a vision for uh, planting new groups devoted to the word, uh, and, and really being able to take some new ground, which will also free up uh, a little bit, of course, from 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 my plate as well, which uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a great thing. Of course, Keith Hubbard has done an unbelievable job. Yeah. When, shortly after I came, Keith was rotating off the elder board, and I said, "Listen, I, and I and I have some groups experience, uh, some education background experience, and uh, and just ask him, hey, would you help? Would you be our small groups director? I know you're busy. Uh, of course, he's a mathematical genius, but uh, but <laughs> just an unbelievable heart for people." Uh, you know, I think most everybody knows knows Keith and Meredith. A huge blessings to our church body, yeah. um, and he has done an incredible job staying in touch with people. and And so the idea was, I would help to try to start new groups, and Keith would help maintain. and uh, We'd be able to put some structures in place. We had a small group handbook we helped develop, and um, and that's been a been a blessing. But uh, really, we, we to be honest, in that way, we don't really feel like we can advance it much more than we have without starting to rob Peter to Baypal. Yeah. Um, and so uh, being at a point where we're able to to bring somebody on that has a hard envision for that, that's an exciting thing to be able to have. Um, so that's that's a part. We'll talk more about... Uh, actually, let me talk about the service part too, because they, yeah. do, they do go together. We'll yeah. jump over. We'll come back to worship. Yeah. Uh, and the missions, Grace has an incredible heart for missions. Not only the prayer group on Tuesdays that has met for decades upon decades of faithful <laughs> ladies that have prayed for missionaries and hosted missionaries... Uh, but many missionaries from Grace's own context that has risen up and felt a call to uh, to full-time uh, missions. Uh, and Grace has supported them faithfully. You know, I got a letter shortly after I came here from Gordon Johnson, uh, just a faithful brother in the Lord, uh, and his wife went on to be with the Lord. But a letter of through the years of how Grace had, had by their accounts, had given over a million dollars to support the mission work that they had done and the uh, uh, and and the, with the, with their mission group and the uh, the Bible college that they were able to help start, hmm. uh, that's an incredible testimony to the heart of the people. And it's something that was not worn on a sleeve. <laughs> like it was, uh, this is yeah. just something that he said. You know, when when we first started, Grace was a church that one of the first churches we went to, and they have been the most faithful givers and faithful prayers for the ministry that we have. And Grace has had a heart for missions. That that's been a big reason why. The church uh, in the 50s, 1951, I believe, chose to relocate where it is. Also mm-hmm. to be a light, a missionary light to uh, the campus. Not a campus church, but a church located close strategically, knowing that if you win college students, if you win administrators, if you win professors to Christ, as the Lord perhaps takes them to other cities, the opportunity for global and at the very least national and, uh, and state uh, influence in the kingdom of God is pretty huge. So missions has always been a part of that. The goal of this position would be really a global missions focus. Now, that they would have a constant role here in the life of the church, uh, but somebody to be able to champion and to plan out uh, international missions, uh, to help our missionary partners internationally, perhaps take some new ground as well, to do all the legwork. I don't think people often realize how much work it is to be able to make those contacts, to be there on the ground, but then to find out what our international missionaries really need and to help get teams that that actually fit what they need mm-hmm. uh, and to take new grounds to the point where hopefully one day we'll be able to launch international mission trips on a at least a quarterly basis that people can see and be a part of. Uh, so when we talk about service, it's we want people to have a heart of service. The Lord right. has served us. You know, we're to serve others. And so we do that, of course, in the ministry of our church family. 
we, we encourage people find, we encourage members, find a ministry at Grace Bible that you can pour yourself into and serve. We also say locally and globally, find a local mission that you can be a part of. This is where I want to speak to John Hayes, our kids pastor. He's done an incredible job. Uh, he has developed so much. Uh, he has a heart for people. See him with Kids Club uh, mm-hmm. and how he loves the people, but also how he's developing a, a heart for families and for parents to be able to come alongside them and care for them and, and take new ground there. Uh, as many know, uh, Grace is not only located close to the university campus, but it's located right beside the charter school and Reggae Elementary School. Uh, and so that's been a bit of a, of a, of a prayer point and a, uh, and a bullseye to be able to try to reach and to bless those teachers that are on the front line and administrators uh, with so many kids in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so John uh, will be uh, also, in addition to kids' pastor role, he's going to take on uh, not just a title, but a component of local missions, mm-hmm. staying in contact with local missionaries, but also helping to bring form from Void uh, to local missions efforts. Uh, so this would be in tandem with uh, the one that would come and bring uh, a lot more experience with global missions. And they will partner together there to, to constantly keep before us, and even in our groups, being some bleed in there, providing opportunities for groups to be able to serve together in local, uh, and then perhaps every three or four years, uh, venture out on a global missions project. Hmm. One of the questions is, how does that wire us? Well, those in our church body that have been a part of a even a short-term missions experience, uh, they know that when you're forced to unplug a little bit but live and have missionary eyes on the mission field, whether it's across the street or it's across the globe, wherever it is, it forces you to see people differently because you're mm-hmm. thinking strategically. You're, 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 you're thinking about how can I talk to this person? How can I walk this conversation toward Christ? And those people oftentimes come back with a greater missionary eyes in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That challenges them to personal leadership of their relationships and, uh, and time. And so that's our heart of, of hoping that this position will be able to help uh, rekindle and bring forward to our, our forefront uh, Grace's history and passion for small groups uh, and strategic advancement. You know, Grace has had small groups since the 70s. Uh, and then missions to be able to help bring that back as a, as a major strength in our church. I don't think it's ever completely gone to the background, but this is going to be able to, to take it maybe to the, uh, to the front. Uh, and that's something that we're excited about. So we're praying that that, that might be able to happen even by uh, as early as this fall, uh, as people continue to return from COVID. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit about the small group connect nights that are going to be coming up? Yeah. So, um, part of what, uh, this summer brings, you know, every time we, every time we approach the summer, we, uh, we pull back on some of the programming just because of, uh, the, you know, the, the, the vacationing and the students leaving and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we, we do shift our schedule just a little bit during the summer and some of that affects uh, our groups, but we have a, f- a couple opportunities for us to kind of connect during the summer. And so June 23rd, uh, which is a Wednesday and June 27th, that's mm-hmm. Sunday uh, will be the first opportunity. And then uh, July 18th, a Sunday and July 21st, a Wednesday, um, we will be able to have these uh, small group connect nights. And so these are opportunities for our small groups to connect during the summer, to have a time where we'll have childcare and we'll be able to kind of right. do somewhat of our, our normal meeting time. But if there are people that have not con- yet connected to a small group, we want to provide an opportunity for them to kind of get a taste of what that could be like. And so there'll be opportunities for, for newcomers, if you will, to sign up and uh, to maybe jump in with a group and just kind of get to experience that maybe for the first time. Uh, those of us that have been in small groups have seen how that's been a huge blessing mm-hmm. uh, to, to us to be able to share in community, share in Bible study and devoted, you know, being uh, devoted to the Word. 
but also sharing in that family atmosphere yeah. of, of sharing life together. And so, yeah, you know, this is uh, one thing that we saw with COVID was, uh, of course, people much more hesitant to be in a room together, uh, a smaller room then. And so when we do our pass arounds in the fall for it's really the big funnel for getting people involved in small groups. We, mm-hmm. we do try to beat that drum, but that's really the, the biggest funnel. We only had about, you know, in previous years, we'll have upwards of 70 people 70, sign yeah. up to get involved with small groups that aren't currently plugged in. And we only had like seven <laughs> sign up for that. Uh, and in our digital groups didn't take either because people were zoomed out of their minds, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, and so uh, part of the hope of this is that uh, the many people that we have joining our congregation, uh, it's been so exciting to see so many new faces uh, every week here, uh, even in the summertime is that this provides an open on-ramp to be able to come, be a part of a group. And also there'll be, just as you said, our, our kids' ministry, our, our preschool ministry, will have full-on programming just like we do during the fall. But trying to provide two early early funnels to that as well, uh, one in June, one in July, before our full programming in fall gets uh, kicked back up uh, early early September. Yeah. So obviously during uh, COVID time, we've, we kind of kicked off our, our live streaming mm-hmm. service and um, it's been amazing. Uh, and you're, uh, you're just transitioned us to, to worship. To worship. Check. That's Word right. Word worship yeah. service family. I see what you're See-hatted doing here. Well that. done. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so um, I learned from the best, Oof. by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we, we Cynthia, started. Cynthia. Is who you Cynthia. From, yeah. I wasn't talking course. about you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, that's been a, it's been a, an interesting, an interesting thing. Um, it's something that honestly you and I had talked about before, you know, we know that there are people within our church that have been shut in or not able to be able to, to join us for various reasons, uh, whether that's health concerns or, or otherwise. Um, and so COVID really kind of brought us this opportunity to, to go ahead and, and jump into that. And that has been an incredible blessing to to our to our people, um, we've heard of lots of, of fruit that's been brought about from that that was totally unexpected from us. There's no way we could have even had a category for some of the ways that that's reached people. Like mm-hmm. we've heard of folks in Canada watching our stream, po- yeah. folks in Arizona, um, and I'm sure other places we still don't even mm-hmm. know. And um, that's that's amazing. And the, so that's allowed the gospel to go out into to ways that we didn't know. Uh, that being said, it's not perfect, and we're still t- yeah. <laughs> we're still tweaking it, right? Yeah. We're we're, uh, we're constantly learning and adjusting, and um, and so uh, we're 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 working on that. We know that there have been some technical issues and mm-hmm. things we're trying to address. Um, and so if if there's a way that we can better serve you, or if you're you've been uh, using that that um, that avenue of of getting to observe and 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 worship in that way. Um, we uh, would love to to hear your feedback on that. If there's ways that we can better serve you, if you have recommendations or anything like that, uh, we would certainly appreciate that feedback. Yeah, I think it's a big thing to understand. It's it is an ever tweaking game. It is never learning. Or uh, and our team of leaders or volunteers, uh, they've done an incredible job, taking on a huge learning curve and all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just want to echo again what you said. You know, don't if you if you see something with volume or anything like that that's you're having struggle with. Uh, post that on there. If there's a way to post, if there's not, yeah. uh, you know, do your best to text in. Obviously, texting or contacting you doesn't really work because you're 
on the stage. On the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. we want to hear that information. That feedback is invaluable yeah. uh, for us in that way. And there's, but like you said, there's nothing, there's nothing like being in the room, right? There's yeah. nothing like actually being able to gather in presence. So our, our desire was never for this to take the place of no. assembling in yeah. corporate worship, but rather uh, maybe to, uh, to keep people connected that can't gather uh, in person at that time. There's many in our church that that's the case. And that's, right. and, uh, that's a great transition point to the equipment that we have been blessed with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, just like we want your feedback <laughs> on that, uh, we, we, we're always learning, always tweaking, always trying to find out how do we, how do we clearly articulate the gospel um, with the least amount of offense or mm-hmm. obstacle. So the gospel is, off- this is like one of the things we've, uh, I've said, and I don't know who first said it, but the gospel is offensive enough, right? You're in mm-hmm. part of the gospel is that we've got to tell people that they're sinners and that they need Christ. Um, that's offensive to, to the sinner who's first time hearing. Um, well, uh, we don't want to cause any unnecessary offense in addition to that. So um, we're always learning, even in how we run sound and how we carry out our services and how we do those things. We want to always be learning, kind of always tweaking in a way, like you said, even in that. And so uh, we're thankful. Again, you know, you've heard us say it before. Uh, we're so thankful for the equipment we've been able to to use and how we've been able to upgrade that, um, that use of equipment in uh, our sanctuary. But we're still continuing to learn. And if I could, I'd just like to share with you a little bit of, of philosophy of, of how we do that and why we're what what our target is, you know, mm-hmm. for that. So, um, you know, kind of our philosophy with how we run sound is we want it to be loud enough to support singing. So mm-hmm. we, you know, our main goal is congregational singing. So we want to be loud enough that that you don't feel like you're singing in a vacuum or by yourself mm-hmm. or uh, like if you start singing, somebody's going to have to turn around and look at you because you're the one that you hear. But we want it, so we want it to be loud enough to support singing, but not so loud that you can't hear each other. Um, because part of what makes singing in a congregation um, such a blessing is getting to hear the voices around you mm-hmm. singing the gospel around you. And so uh, that's our goal. Now it's kind of a, it seems like a like a small margin, loud enough to support it, but not too loud that we don't drown it out. Um, and so we're working on that. One of the things that um, that we have, um, you know, been trying trying to do is is create a good balance so that our sound isn't offensive either. Mm-hmm. Um, there are low frequencies that you feel. There are high frequencies that add clarity, and then there's something in the middle that can be really that makes it warm, but if pushed too hard, can sometimes make it offensive. And so, unfortunately, the the area that that uh, of sound that that is, uh, that, that can be offensive is right where the voices land. Mm-hmm. And so, so if the voices are too loud, pumped up through the, through the system that can be offensive. And so, um, again, like you said, I'm on the stage and can't always hear that, but I want to be the avenue to, mm-hmm. to receive that. And so, uh, receive any feedback you might have on that. We want it to be helpful to you. Mm-hmm. We know that that's a bit of a moving target because it is kind of subjective for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brent, what's your favorite kind of music? Oh, whatever we're singing that Sunday, Stephen. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, I like all kinds of different things, and so do so do the people that are there. And there's a lot of preferences, um, but I like your answer. I think that's that should be our preference: is to be able to sing with our people, to be gracious, but also to be honest. If something's mm-hmm. needing to be said there, we want to we want to hear that, and we want to respond to that feedback. Yeah. So, you know, as you say, non-distracting excellence. I think. So the subjectivity, the the art and understanding, 
even if, uh, you know, we never want, uh, and as you said, we, you never want it to be so, uh, you know, to hurt somebody's chest or heart or, you know, yeah. or like, ah, I can't be in the room. Not right. at all. So it is, a, it is a science a little bit there, right? But it's a little subjective. It's like a subjective science. There's a way that you describe how tones are, you know, my instinct may be, uh, hey, let's, is it, is it too loud type thing? But as you describe, and and uh, and so many people in this uh, the, the sound technology audio uh, you know field, the understanding of what, it's a tone, it's a mm-hmm. it's a component like that. And Steve, one thing I've appreciated about you, and it's weird talking to you, knowing that people are listening to us in this way, but uh, <laughs> like your humility and teachability and desire to shepherd people uh, that you have, and how you share and explaining, making sure people understand. Whether it's defining what Ebenezer is, uh, <laughs> or it's just encouraging the church to sing, and uh, and and that's a component. Even though we've got a new sound system, it's still a work of art, and mm-hmm. and there is a component of we can't really make tweaks. That's kind of the hard thing about being in one service. We have a great uh, volunteer team that mm-hmm. is that does incredible, yeah. but any adjustments really can't be made until the following week. And yeah. you got a whole new band. You got a whole new kind of remixing of the sounds. Right. And it's not just turn volume down if it's too loud or turn volume up. It needs to be louder because I can only hear myself sing and I feel uncomfortable. I like it louder. Yeah. Uh, or the opposite. It's really, it's the tones that come in. So mm-hmm. it's not really the decibels as much as it is the tones that come in. And so you you want that feedback. You invite that feedback, especially yeah. if for people it's uh, it's becoming uh, distracting from distracting, non-distracting excellence. Right. Yeah. Decibel meter doesn't always help us, right? Like we can all get an app on our phone or there's, we even have a, you know, a DB meter in the back and, you know, 90 decibels for spoken word would be totally offensive. Mm. You know, we would want to run out. Um, but sometimes 90 decibels in a band it needs to be pushed a little bit louder. It's all about the mix and the tones of things mm. and how, how that's working. 90 decibels for one trumpet is going to be like, get me out of the room. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, it, it's just, it's all about, you know, kind of finding that right mix. And so, again, yeah, I appreciate mm-hmm. the, the kind words, but we, yeah, we do welcome the feedback and, we do want to serve our people really well. And so, um, yeah, let's do that. Speaking of our people, hey, uh, uh, our family, you know, our people, our family, our, our church here is, uh, is you'll hear us address it that way uh, mm-hmm. really often. Our church family, this is who we are. And um, part of what's been uh, a blessing, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit in, in how we have um, been able to kind of embrace the season that we're in right now where we're coming out of COVID. People are getting more comfortable. Uh, we've been able to have people in our homes more often. We've mm-hmm. been able to uh, kind of have that without a little more of the awkward, are we doing a handshake? Are we wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. Are we doing those kind of things? And uh, we've been thankful for that. Um, there's definitely fellowship and a uniqueness to, to what happens around a dinner table, mm-hmm. what happens around sharing a meal together. Uh, that the Lord has, uh, I think, created in a unique way in, in that. And so uh, while we as church individual family units that make up our church family, we have been able to be more hospitable and, and inviting people into our homes, sharing meals. We're also working on how we do that as a church here as mm-hmm. we're considering upgrades to our kitchen facilities and those kind of things. And so would you like to maybe share an update on what we're, what the, the, the process yeah, is there? Yeah, we're at yeah, so sure. right with that. So there's been, a, you know... Uh, we were getting close uh, to going on ahead and, and just upgrading the kitchen uh, process. And then, you know, as, as some wise people were thinking about it, they realized, you know, this is, this is going to make this look much better and cleaner. Uh, 
and uh, and improve things, but really it doesn't expand any space. It doesn't solve the larger problems of people. If you've been in the kitchen, you know, you trip over each other. It's mm-hmm. it's packed. And, it's cramped, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's be honest, I don't say that as a guy that spends much time cooking, okay? That's not me. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's coming from the experts in there. <laughs> and so that idea, it, it kind of occurred, well, well, let's not just spend money toward this. Let's actually try to fix the problem. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, Plans were had been reworked up, and a big shout out to member Lark Culpepper. Uh, yeah. Appreciate her uh, uh, serving in that way. And so it's going to come into Henderson Hall. Uh, 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 I don't know. I think around six or so feet total. But what that will do is that's going to increase also the storage area, which has been a big issue. But it's going to make that facility very nice. It's going to make us be able to produce a lot more meals, uh, be it for the college students or fellowships that we host here uh, for different ministries of the church. Uh, it's going to really solve the issue. And and part of what uh, I think most people may be in the loop on, but part of what we've also been waiting on a little bit is our, as the for the uh, uh, the finance and administration team uh, is perhaps from kicking some over from reserves to help advance that, uh, uh, that process and go ahead and get it over with, as we've been in about a year and a half long or so process of dealing with the roof. As you know, we've yeah. had a lot of hail damage and the roof process of getting a new roof put on. Uh, so as, as we've gotten a new roof put on, that, that was just a long back and forth process of making sure that got done appropriately uh, on something that, uh, well, you can imagine how much it costs to put a roof on your house. Uh, so imagine putting it on all the buildings on the facility because all the hail damage. Yeah. Fortunately, that seems to be coming to a close and uh, things seem to be uh, righted there. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's that's getting pretty close to, to getting finalized and uh, looking forward to getting that. We'll also have, of course, the updates on the floors and Discover Building. With COVID, everything getting kicked back even further. You know, it's taken it's taken quite a while to get the fence put in. Uh, mm. From how just resources, a lot of things have been pushed back. So the pre-K area, uh, the outdoor pre-K area, uh, that'll be uh, fully operational here sooner than later. Is that that fence does get ordered in uh, for us to be able to install. I so appreciate uh, uh, Katie Mitchell, Zach Martin, uh, Jenny Jones. Uh, others that have helped to make that a reality. Um, it's just uh, it's been a it's been a sweet thing through all yeah. this season to be able to get closer to that. So, practicing hospitality as a church family as a whole, and then uh, being able to see our people practice the one another's as church family together as the generations partner together for the gospel. That's good news. Yeah. Well, this Sunday we're continuing in uh, our time in Exodus. So, boy, what an interesting scene we have. Moses has grown grown bigger. Uh, and I've entitled the sermon "Our Sin When Our Sin Finds Us Out," and that's what we have with Moses. He uh, he the, the uh, he kills the uh, uh, the Egyptian, and everything spirals from there. He runs from the scene. So we're going to discuss a, a little bit about how the fact that God is too faithful and sin is too furious for it not to find us out. Mm. He flees from the context, and yet we'll find, of course, at the end of our verses, verse twenty-five. That even though he flees from the problem, the consequences of his sin, his fleeing never fixes Israel's dilemma. They're still mm. groaning. They're still hurting. How much we can relate to that of uh, the shame that comes in, you know, Satan, the accuser of the brethren, all those things that happen that cause us to flee accountability, flee consequences from our sin. And the reality is, even though it feels good and natural, we learn from Adam, right? Mm. Uh, they flee in their shame. We still have that tendency, but it never actually solves our problem. Uh, the answer is uh, stopping, repenting, confessing, and treasuring Christ in the moment. Uh, and so we'll see that uh, even though Moses runs, he doesn't—he's not going to outrun God's calling on his life. How God's going to use this man—that's—that—that uh, that is marked by sin, as all of us are. 
uh, and how it reminds us how we really can treasure Christ. Mm. Even though we may fall into sin, even though we may have uh, fled from God's presence or God's people, uh, we can really treasure Christ because it's in Him we have peace together, and He's the one that meets us in our groaning. Yeah, amen. Uh, well, we'll be, of course, singing the gospel again this Sunday, and um, you know we're going to have our, our choir up in, uh, another time here soon. And um, if that's a, an area that, that interests you to serve, you know we would love to to include you in that. Um, I'll go ahead and just tell you, you know, some people may be tentative and thinking like, you know, what what's the qualifications needed there for that? Um, basically, again, we've shared this before, but the vision is just that you would sing and lead out like you would in the congregation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're not looking for opera stars or, uh, you but know. If, but if you are an opera but if you star, are, we'll take we you. actually have opera stars <laughs> we in our church. Have that. Yeah, well, that's amazing. amazing. Um, but uh, we're, we're looking for <laughs> folks who who would just love to, to help lead and be an encouragement to the church in that way. So if you can carry a tune in the bucket, that'd be just fine. <laughs> and uh, we would love to do that. So if you're interested in that, please let me know, and we would love to include you in that. Yeah, I think of what uh, the saying I heard, I've heard several say it. I can't remember what the children's book is. I hear Sarah say it to the kids. Uh, do it all the way. Do it right away. Do it with a happy heart. Happy heart. That's, that's a lot of we our, say to our, our kids, heart for yeah. worship, isn't it? All that's, the way, right away with a happy heart. And that's, that's right. And, and, and as you had mentioned, the goal eventually, hopefully, is to be able to see the choir filled out well enough with enough people to where not only would they be able to have uh, some breaks, but... Yeah, we want to do it really frequently. Yeah, um, you know we're we're trying to ramp that up, especially as as the fall semester begins. Yeah. I'd love to see that increase to, you know, a more regular uh, pace. Uh, hopefully, working all the way up to maybe one day getting to do that every other week or maybe every week, just depending on on that. And so, uh, we hope it's been an encouragement to you, and uh, we would love to to see that increase. So, and then more opportunities down the road. We have things that we're thinking about, vision that we we want to cast there. So. Um, maybe more some more orchestral type instruments that we'd love to include, and we know that you know being right here next to SFA and then having a, a really diverse um, gifting and with music, you know, here with uh, with our our church body, uh, we want to help utilize that. You know, we want mm -hmm. our, our the the style, the the what makes up our band, what makes up our worship mm -hmm. ministry to really be dictated by who our people are. Yeah. And so that's what's brought about a lot of this. And so be praying for that church as, as we consider that. So a little caveat there, a little, little self shameless hey, plug there. Hey, the there's end, no, nothing but, shameless about that, my friend. Uh, so anyway, church, we love you so much. Uh, we're so thankful for what the Lord is doing here and how we all have been a part of that, how we all have seen the, the Lord's unique blessing uh, on our, on our church body. This is, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to butter y'all up. I just think that this church is special and um, it's because of you guys. And so we love y'all. Mm -hmm. We'll see you this Sunday as we continue in Exodus. See you then.